Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Little Ones and Millstones. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Thursday, September 29th in the year 2022. I'm just going to put this up front. This is going to have some difficult content tonight. We're going to get into the subject of child sex trafficking and pedophilia. And just to give you an idea, obviously, this is not a very popular topic to talk about. I cannot tell you the number of technical problems that have happened in the last eight minutes and why this show started late. The original post for Bards FM expired. That's never happened before on Podbean. That one expired. I couldn't even log into it. I couldn't get into my files for a short moment. There's a lot of things going on here. I don't know if it's just, I'll just, we'll just call it spiritual warfare because this is a pretty dark subject of what we have to deal with. So th- like, again, this is a parent warning. This is probably not appropriate for young children, but I will tell you this, it is material you need to hear. This subject is very real. It's very visceral and it's the backbone of our entire economy. And that's something we all have to start getting our head wrapped around. Patriots, before we begin, we're in a very difficult time. There's a lot of things in the world that are happening. We're being pushed to the brink by leaders that are obsessed with power. And as you notice, there's no voice of the people at the table. With this, there are critical issues happening. We see food plants burning, the issue in the whole weather warfare that's going on in Florida right now is an example of disrupting massive supply chains. That's going to wipe out and destroy a lot of the fresh fruit and produce that comes into the country, into the main body country, especially tropical fruits. We're dealing with the engineered viruses around this nation, the culling of livestock, many, many things that are adding up to lead to a food shortage. They're trying to engineer a food crisis, and so you need to be prepared. And for that reason, like I mentioned earlier in the week, Monday, in fact, I'm very, very proud to have My Patriot Supply as one of our new sponsors. My Patriot Supply right now, if you head over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, these links are all below the podcast, you're going to find a three-month supply and you're going to get 20% off when you go to that page. These are great products. And part of this is the right mentality in prepping. These are the sort of products that give you three-month supply per individual. You can get one packet for each family member. Stick it aside. It'll last for years. But when you need it, you have it. That's the big thing. So if you already are well-prepped, these are great supplements for friends, family, neighbors. If you're just getting started, I would get on this right away. Either way, having a three-month supply as a baseline that can last for years and is stored with the quality of product that My Patriot Supply provides is something every household should have. We have it. I'm proud to have it on top of all the other preps that we have. But remember, right now, part of our preparations for this time of shortage, which is coming, 
is to make sure that not only are we taking care of ourselves, but we have prep for our neighbors and our community so that we can help extend that reach in literally sowing seeds. So again, preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Check it out. Great products, great company. You will not be disappointed. 20% off when you go to that page, and that's a limited time offer. So, all right, Patriots. So tonight we're going to dig into some difficult things. I'm going to be playing a couple of interview segments from Allie Carter. Now, she has been on the Stu Peter Show. She has accused Biden and Obama of raping her. These are difficult topics, but it's important to really grasp what's going on here. We are dealing with a culture of child sex predators, and these people are wicked. They They see no problem with going after children. I want to start with a piece tonight who is a child predator himself that is just speaking about his way of looking at relationships. This is disturbing, but you need to hear it. Trigger warning, child predator. I don't care about age. I date anybody. It doesn't matter. I don't follow society's rules. And, you know, people think ill of me for that, but it doesn't matter to me. I never cared about what people think of me, you know? That's why Chris calls me a pedo and all these funny names, you know, even though he's really just, I I don't think there's a word that can describe his level of sickness, but if you feel you have chemistry towards someone, you know, like you connect in a spiritual way, then go for it. Whether they're, you know, 14, 48, 99, whatever, doesn't matter, dude. Sure, 12 is cool with me. That's great, man. See, the funny thing about adolescence is they never sold their soul yet. And so they still have purity in them. And if you can get one young like that, then that's freaking great. Um, you know, most of the time, though, their parents probably wouldn't be cool with that. And that's understandable. But the funny thing is, a lot of parents are, are so stupid and they insult their own children saying, you know, well, my kid can't date someone younger because their brain hasn't developed. Because basically, you know, it's like saying they're stupid. My kid's stupid. So I don't want them dating someone older because they're just going to make stupid choices because they're dumb. I mean, what kind of piece of crap parent says that? Hell yes, I would, dude. I would date an 11-year-old, 9-year-old, doesn't matter. I look in the spiritual aspect of it. If I spiritually connect to someone, it doesn't matter, dude. 99, 8, 1,000 years old, it doesn't matter. And if you think ill of me for that, that's on you. I really don't give a shit. No, I don't think ill of him. I just think he needs a millstone to be done with him. That's it. Pretty simple, because there is no tolerance for this. Mark 9, 42, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe to stumble, I would better it for him if, with a heavy millstone hung around his neck, he had cast into the sea. Patriots, this is a deep systemic problem in our culture, and the more that we follow the trail of this, the more that we begin to appreciate that, and I've said this many times before, and I have not made this in a snarky way. Everything in our culture, every bit of money, power, finance, in one way or another, leads to child sex trafficking and ritual sacrifice and abuse. Every bit of it. So your 401k, even the money that we use on a daily basis, it is all that dirty. So this is the group of people we are dealing with and they see power and wealth and leverage 
and control all emanating from the exploitation of children. It's important to remember what he said at the end of that piece, that predator. And by the way, that guy was from Texas. He's 32 years old. That dude, what's important to understand is that he said is children are stupid. They, they tell their children they make bad choices. What these predators do is they try to prop up children and they, this whole thing that we're dealing with right now about the sexualization of children, it's all to prepare them so they will become easy prey for the pedophile predators. All they have to do is get them feeling bad about their race, get them feeling bad about their parents, the way they're treating them, get them feeling confused about their sexuality, and these people will swoop in like the good, good guys and put their arm around them and lead them to the hell that they will then become part of. Now, we know that Hollywood is a deep cesspool of pedophilia. Mel Gibson has warned us for a long time of how sick this place is. Here's another piece on this. Oh no, I haven't even touched on Hollywood. In 2013, actor Corey Feldman gave this interview with ABC News telling us about Hollywood's big bad secret. I can tell you that the number one problem in Hollywood was and is and always will be pedophilia. That's the biggest problem for children in this industry. The casting couch even applies to children. Oh yeah. Not in the same way. It's all done under the radar. Nobody talks about pedophilia. It's the big secret. And it's widespread? Oh yeah. I was surrounded by them when I was 14 years old. Surrounded. In addition to Feldman, we also had actor Elijah Wood come out and say that Hollywood has a huge pedophile problem. And just a month or two ago, professional heavyweight boxer David Rodriguez posted this video on social media. I don't think you understand how prevalent these pedophile rings really are in Hollywood and in, um, in the sports arenas, in Hollywood, in the political arena. I mean, everywhere, man. It's bad. And it's it's uh, human trafficking, you know, and sex trafficking is the hottest thing, that biggest commodity right now. And I think um, once this all comes out to the surface, a lot of you are going to be disgusted and and feel very dirty for even knowing the information. He's right. It really is bad. It's so rampant that there is even a whole documentary made on the subject called An Open Secret. So who do we have on the busted list? Well, there's Oscar-winning director Roman Polanski, who was charged in 1978 with raping a 13-year-old girl. Then there's Kevin Spacey, who was first accused by actor Anthony Rapp of molesting him when he was 14. Since then, he's been hit with a whopping 15 accusations, some of them also about Spacey raping people when they were underage, and three of his accusers all died within a year. Okay, who else? Brian Singer of X-Men Unusual Suspects fame has been accused many times over the years of molesting underage boys. Victor Salva, Jeepers Creepers fame, Jeeper Creepered his way into being convicted of child porn and sexually assaulting a 12-year-old. R. Kelly was arrested last July for child sex crimes and child pornography. Woody Allen, although not convicted, has been accused by his adopted daughter Dylan Farrow of molesting her when she was seven. Accusations that have received renewed interest in the wake of hashtag me too. Former Disney Vice President Michael Laney was convicted last year of child sex abuse. I'll be talking about Disney later on. X-Men actor Brian Peck was convicted of molesting a Nickelodeon child star, and yet is 
still allowed to be on set with children, only in Hollywood. Sterling Van Wagnon, co-founder of Sundance Film Festival, pleaded guilty to sexually abusing an underage girl. And then we have Tom Weissom, animator on My Little Pony, sentenced for child pornography. Yeah, like 600 images of child pornography. Nothing small. Patriots, these people are sick, and there's, there's no salvation for this. I mean, it's very clear biblically where we stand here, Mike. Again, Mark 942, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe to stumble, it would be better for him if, with a heavy millstone hung around his neck, he had been cast into the sea. I think that's pretty clear. And yet, it keeps going on. Nobody wants to get into this and dig hard and put a stop to it. I won't say nobody, but the majority of people want to turn their back on it and say it doesn't exist. And that's the sickness right there. Hollywood has been a pedophile cesspool for years, and it's where they do much of their connections to blackmail with the elites. It's also a different sort of power structure. Hollywood works on a world where there's courtesans, and this is where they entertain the rich and the wealthy. This is where they blackmail the rich and the wealthy. And it all emanates out of one hellhole, which has its nice little Hollywood sign on the hill. And, this, and yet it's not limited there. We know that this network runs across the globe and it interlaces every bit of our elite power structure in the world. When you're wondering how the economy doesn't fall, it's probably because of the oodles of kids that they keep moving around. These people don't need money. They worship ball. They do whatever is necessary to gain power. And this is where we get into the reality that we are dealing with a true spiritual war. The previous pedophile we heard just a minute ago, remember what he said. These children are spiritually pure. They seek out the purity to corrupt it and to steal it. They are predators. And they have no limit and they have no bottom. They will keep doing whatever is necessary. I want you to hear this four-minute, 10-second piece from Ali Carter. It's difficult to listen to. If these things bother you, then this may not be for you. But I'm going to tell you, if you don't hear this stuff, there's no way to fight it. There's a baby farm that exists. Um, there's, there's, there's all ages. There's kids who don't act like kids. They act like wild animals. Um, they hiss at you. They... They, they, they act like wild animals. Um, they've never, I don't, I know some of them have been there since probably birth or before. Um, there's, there's children, um, of all ages. There's people who have, who have been there since they were babies, but they're adults now. Um, and, and how long do they stay there? Till what age? I don't know. Till, till whatever happens to them happens and whatever their time is. Um, I, 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 there's baby farms that exist underground. Your, your, your hospitals are complicit in giving babies to baby farms. And when I say, um, I'm talking newborn babies fresh out of the hospital um, that people take pride in raping, having sex with, hearing their bones crack, um, eating, um, 
using them to participate in rituals. Uh, I've seen a lot of things and I've seen a lot of my friends die. Um, there's so much that goes on. There's so much that goes on. And it's not, so, so these, these, these particular things that you're talking about now, these extreme, horrific acts, this is reserved for the elites. Is that correct? Yes. Um, they get away with eating, beating, torturing, buying children um, from many places. And it also feeds their career. Um, selling your soul doesn't necessarily mean selling your soul for money. It means selling out for things that you're willing to do. Um, things that you're willing to um, sacrifice and compete with somebody else for because if somebody uh, is known for ripping a child's face off, frazzle drip, um, and um, cutting their face off to wear it and, and, and mock a victim and, and, and use it as a dedication to what they call their God, um, then people compete with that. Everybody is competing with that. Um, trying to do something equal or worse. Uh, Are they open about who their God is? Sometimes. Um, some people um, will act as if they're a Christian, will act as if they're um, a re everyday religion. That, um, so many we're having sound trouble again. That's better. Sorry, go on. Some people act as if they're a Christian. Yes, yeah, some people act as if they're a Christian or other religions that we all know of, but uh, majority of them pray to someone called Baal or Satan. Um, they give back to Satan. They dedicate to Satan. I was dedicated to Satan. I was buried alive. I was um, saved and told that I had to give my life to them because they saved me. Um, they're, they're, it's in, it's in everybody's face. It's, 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 um, it's something that happens every day. And it's hidden right in plain sight. We have close to 800,000 or more children that go missing every year. The media does everything it can to tell you that that's a fake number. They tell you that those numbers are, many of those children are returned, that those just have to be family disputes. We know that's not true. In fact, there's some new research coming out that establishes those numbers very firmly. I did my own research on it several years ago. And those numbers, we have a number for how many people get drunk every year. We have a number for how many drunk drivers get in accidents. We have a number for how many gun owners there are. We have a number for how many people voted, but we don't have a consolidated number for how many children go missing in this nation. You tell me that's not intentional. The only way you can find that number is if you go state by state and sometimes county by county to consolidate that number. But they do not publish a combined statistic of how many children are abducted or go missing every year. And the more that you map this out, you begin to see patterns. They start to create events, distractions, so that they can 
then go after children during events. We know that the Super Bowl ends up being one of the big child sex trafficking events of the year. It's part of their ritual abuse. And right now, as more of this information, it's interesting how much of this was percolating out today, which kind of leads me to something else that I've been saying is what's really going on with the hurricane and all of this nonsense down in Florida. And I, and I, our prayers are up for them. I'm not taking that away from that. But that hurricane was engineered to create a mass distraction for a few weeks. We know that there's bioweapons labs in Ukraine, but with bioweapons labs also comes experimentation on chimeras. We also know that there is a mass child sex trafficking ring out of Ukraine. Ukraine is one of the only places where foreigners can willfully adopt children without having to be a foreign national. And the Ukraine orphanages are always full. Because why? Because German one German company, for example, was running a baby factory in Ukraine, and the, peop, the majority of the people adopting out of Ukraine happened to be gay. So you can start to see the interconnectivity of this entire network. LGBTQ cannot reproduce by virtue of their sinful and corrupt sexual practices. They then seek to have children. They're going to seek avenues that are easy to get children and certain types of children are going to be preferred. The network will guide them to these outlets, which are baby factories. Notice how many children popped up with monkeypox and monkeypox can only be had if you're having anal sex with one another. So how did a child get monkeypox from a man? I think you can get the picture. This practice is part of who our culture is, and we are the hub of the world of it right here in the United States. And side note, your taxpayer dollars are subsidizing a lot of it. This is what our government does. This is what we have become. And our complacency in this, our turning an eye, turning a, quote, cheek to this sin only makes us complicit with it. People need to become outraged. People need to become infuriated. And we need to absolutely put our foot down and start realizing that this is a time to be a call to arms. This is not a joke anymore, people. I don't know what it takes to wake America up. But a simple act of, for example, not paying taxes... That should not even be a question that everybody's not going to pay taxes this year. Not at all. There shouldn't be a question that that's what's going to have to happen. And it shouldn't have to be one person. It should be 80 million, 200 million people not paying taxes because this is the sort of things that they're producing. They are a constant source of child disappearances, the elites, and they are using these children for their own pleasure, for their own ritual sacrifice for their own enrichment. And the hospitals are complicit. CPS, Child Protective Services, is a big part of it. They are trafficking kids all over the place and using the power of the government to take children away. Churches are part of it. They broke up a Southern Baptist network of child pedophilia last year. It's in all the churches. It's in... It's been in the Catholic Church since the beginning, I think. So the institutions that we should trust have been used against us. 
And those are the hard truths that we have to start facing and start realizing that if we keep turning to the institutions to fix things, we're going to only get the same thing again and again. We have to start taking a stand as the people and as the children of God to stop this. I'm going to play part two of Ali's or a second part of Ali's interview. It's actually a second interview. But I want you to hear this, especially what she says at the end. This is very powerful. This is not as graphic, but it gets into some personal issues. Bringing awareness that people need to wake up. People need to see that the real pandemic is is human trafficking. All roads lead to trafficking. Um, There's other children that need your help. So many survivors, so many victims that are still in this life call me a traitor. Um, After I ran away. Um, after I escaped um, and did what I had to do, uh, pimps were telling people that were around me, girls and guys that were around me, that I stole from them, that I made their debt deeper, that it was my fault because I left, that they had to work harder. Um, the lies are insane. And, and, I I did what I had to do to take a minute to see that you don't have there's there's not a condition to being loved and to just being loved. There's not there are no conditions and you don't have to be someone's puppet and you don't have to be someone's slave and you don't have to be someone's sex toy. You don't have to do what someone tells you to do because they want satisfaction. It took me forever to realize that it took me forever to see that somebody could possibly want me. Um, I even pushed my mom away by the time she tried to adopt me. I kept pushing her away because I just, it was, it was a lot for me to see that somebody actually wanted me. Um, And I know, I know it's a lot to take in. I know my story is a lot, but there are people way worse off than me. Um, I'm blessed that these are the only things that have happened to me because I know that so many people have it worse. So I've heard for them, please wake up for them. Please move for them. Please stand and fight because there's so many people who need you to be their voice. Um, There are so many souls that cannot rest. I've seen many of my friends die. I've seen many kids that I didn't get a chance to talk to or meet or know them personally. You will never get to hear their laugh, their favorite color, you will never get to know their real names um, because so many people want to push this under the rug and so many people want to say it's not true and it doesn't happen and um, it's better off to not listen to it because it's too dark and it's uncomfortable. Um, so many people had to get uncomfortable um, and realize that COVID was real. So many people had to get uncomfortable and realize that there's something going on with this world that things keep coming out and it's not making any sense to anyone. Where do you think it all comes from? And how many years do you think people have been working on it? There's children who need you. There's children who have been murdered. There are children who, um, you know, people, I'm not really with the BLM movement. I don't, I don't respect it at all. Um, I know the power of my skin, so I don't have to, tell you what I'm black and I, we don't have to do that. But um, the whole situation with George Floyd, um, 
This was a man who was a convict and everybody said that they heard him from around the world cry for his mama. And that was what made everybody get out into the streets and what made everybody so angry and, and is still ongoing today mm-hmm. as it is. We have murals. We have people who have um, drawn um, awareness signs on in the middle of uh, busy streets. And there are children that are crying right now to let me go. Please let me up. Please let me go home. You're hurting me. And, and no one hears them. There are so many children who cry for their mama and they're somebody to just help somebody to do something, somebody to stop what's going on. And nobody wants to talk about them. Nobody wants to touch it at all. And it's wrong. It's wrong. And I I don't care if you don't believe me. It happened to me. And it's happening everywhere. And they need you. There it is. They need you. They need us. Patriots, this is just something we all have to come to grips with and decide where we are going to stand on this. I'm going to tell you a story on my trip and it's been haunting me literally. And I just, I, I just keep running it over in my head and I don't know what I saw, but it happened so quickly. I couldn't even intervene. I pulled off on a place in between in the mountains heading into Las Vegas. I was about two hours out of Las Vegas and there was a young girl a little girl, like three or four years old, that was coming out and she was hanging on to her teddy bear and trying to go back in the store. And this, I caught the eye of the guy who I thought at first was her dad as he quickly shuttled her into the car. But what caught my attention is this young girl had a, a tape on her vein. Now, maybe she'd gone to the doctor, but it just seemed odd. The whole incident seemed odd. And before I could even get a license plate, he was gone. My point is, we have to open our eyes to at least recognize that it's likely. We should be in a place, and as I gone through this in my head over and over, it would have been perfect for me to stop him and question him. But as I was walking in, my mind was on getting some things and getting on the road, and before I realized what had happened, he was gone. But I I do credit one thing, at least I'm conscious at looking. We all have to be looking. Things aren't right. Children are the prey. And we have to be vigilant and everywhere we go, and we have to be bold. We have to make everybody hold to accountability that children are theirs. And if they don't like that, then sorry. So, We are in a really, really interesting time. And I'm getting an interesting note right here from Duncan because he's doing trafficking. Remember I told you all the problems I just had getting this started? I had problems I can't even explain to you. I've never had before. The, The Podbean show, like I said, expired. That's never happened. I had... The loading up of my videos or my audio files here wouldn't load. Duncan just told me he's doing work on trafficking tonight and his system went down completely and he had to restart it twice to get it back up. This topic is is kryptonite. They know what's coming. And my opinion is that the real core of what's what they're hiding right now with this hurricane, with Nord Stream 2, with the threat of war is this. 
They're trying to keep everybody's eyes on everything else but the truth. And the truth is starting to percolate up. The truth is that the entire economy at the very foundation is propped up with the trafficking, rape, abuse, and killing and eating of children. I don't know how else to say it. I don't think I can say it any more clearly than that, in fact. So, this is the darkest of dark. And we are going to have to fight this. And the way we fight this is we begin with a vigilant focus and intense standing with Jesus in this place. But patriots, it's going to take us taking action, becoming vocal, pushing into our communities, waking people up. This is Satan's lair right here. These people worship Baal and Moloch and Baphomet. And it's been here for a legacy. It's all biblical. This is what Moses got so irate about was the sacrificing of children to the golden calf. I mean, the, the Bible leaves a lot to be detailed out until you understand what that ritual was. Remember, God wanted to wipe out everybody, and Moses pleaded with him. It's like, Father, please don't do this. It would make you look at like a wrathful God after leading them out of Egypt and then suddenly to kill them all. Let me handle it. And Father says, okay. And what does Moses discover when he comes down the hill? That they're back to their old ways. The golden calf has been resurrected. What is that? They're burning their firstborn in the damn fire because they're getting blessings to the Lord, to this thing they call Moloch or Baal. So when we're talking about him making them drink the ashes, it's brutal. Moses isn't playing. They end up killing 3,000 that night. Scripture is very clear. There's no tolerance for this. And we as a people have failed God in this way, in a big way. We've not questioned. We've just turned a blind eye. We've trusted blindly instead of vigilantly pursuing truth. This has happened in our churches. That's not a small thing. Just look up this pedophile network in in the Southern Baptist Network. And I told you this the other night. It's stunning to me. I just had this conversation not but three weeks ago with a Southern Baptist minister or pastor. And what he was saying was that at the Southern Baptist Conference, they were trying to figure out how they could inform churches about a pastor who was a pedophile because they didn't have that structure set up. So effectively what they were saying is a pedophile that was fired from a church can go right down the street or across state lines to another Baptist church and be hired and nobody would know he was a pedophile. What is that? I mean, what type of insanity is going on in our churches? When we start talking about people always want to know what they can do, and it all begins as the same thing it always does. It begins local. And the most important thing to do is to wake people up and develop awareness. The more eyes you see, everybody becomes a sensor, and the more strength people have, especially as we walk fearlessly in the world, is to question people. Ask the question. In retrospect, had I 
been focused at that moment more than I was. And I, and I don't think, I mean, I'm not happy with my response. I'm glad I saw it, but I wasn't quick enough at the take. So that's a lesson for me. I would have asked what happened to her arm. I want to know that answer. I want to see it in his eyes. And if I have a question, I'll call the police. Parents better be ready to, def- to defend why their children are the way they are, and they better be able to prove who they are because this is the problem we have right now is we're all just like, oh, I don't want to bother that person. I better keep my six feet distancing. I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. Hell with it. Make them feel uncomfortable. And if you're a parent, be prepared to show proof that they're your children. Sorry, hate to say this, but this is where we are because we are dealing with a pernicious enemy that is embedded in and around us and is going after children and has a governmental system to support it. This is the system we've funded and created. It's time to cast off this despotic system. Our founding fathers knew that we would get tyranny. I don't know that they ever imagined the hell that this government would become to create a hell on this living land. And there's only one group that can solve it. Us. And patriots, if, you're, if I, I hear it all the time, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it because it irritates me. It's like, I can't wait till Jesus comes and fixes this. Well, I don't know when Jesus is coming, and neither do you. And our commandment is simple. Occupy and expand the kingdom. So if that means occupy but let the children get raped, you're not following Christ. I'm sorry. Christ himself is the one who said about the millstones. We are directed to stand against this evil, to flip tables. And so we best start shaping up and acting like God's children in this case. Meet with your sheriffs. I live, this is something I'm still working on. I mean, it's just stunning to me. I live in one of the most child sex traffic corridors in the entire nation. And I'm, talking with the sheriff, it's like, we need to start creating citizen patrols that shut down this damn freeway at our county borders and inspect every damn vehicle coming into this county. That needs to happen. I don't know how far we're going to get with it, but at least the sheriff needs to hear it. Citizens need to start taking control of their areas. There's reasons they're bringing everybody across the border. There's reasons they're trying to traffic kids. It's nothing for good. I mean, ask yourself a question. Where are all these kids that are coming across the border going? Because I will guarantee you they're not going to homes that would be loving and nurturing and building them up to be great young Americans. These kids are literally vanishing And I'm sure someone's going to say, well, no, no, we know there's a bunch in New York. Run the numbers and tell me where they all are because I'm going to tell you they're not around. Why? Because they're being trafficked. They're coming in. They're using private contracted and military facilities to move these kids around, and they're disappearing into the system because the system devours them because Moloch and Baal and Baphomet, their damn two-pit gods, are feeding on this energy that they need to keep their power in place. It needs to be stopped, and the only ones to stop it are God's 
army and those that run under the banner of Christ. That's us. When you start to realize how corrupt the institutions of trust have become, stop relying on the institutions and start relying on the communities which we are building under the banner of Christ. It's that simple. We are a remnant. And with that remnant, there comes strength and there becomes responsibility. And each step of the way, as we walk farther down this path, we start to realize that the narrow path demands more, and it must. Because this is the path that God's leading us on, and there's a reason that we are in this time and place now. So, patriots, it's a devastating time. It's a time now you know that these predators are also looking at Florida. Every time... Every time there's a disaster like there is, there's opportunity to to steal and traffic kids. And no one's going to know. You're going to say, oh, I lost my child. What happened? Oh, I must have lost him in the storm. And away they go. This is who they are. They create every one of these events in one way or another to be opportunistic to ultimately do one thing. Traffic kids. Think about that. Wars create orphans. Natural disasters create orphans. Birthing clinics create orphans. Where are they all going? And we know. This world needs to be returned to the control of God's children and ripped from the hands of those that worship Satan. It's a war. And we better start acting like it because they see it that way. And we need to start being that way. Let's pray. Father, Father God, we come to you tonight just very heavy hearted with just this whole idea of what's been happening just under the surface in our nation and around the world for that matter the trafficking of children. Father, forgive us for our lack of clarity and sight. Forgive us for our lack of action. Forgive us for our complacency, our willful trust to institutions that have been deceiving us and stealing and raping and destroying the little ones. So, Father, tonight, as we put ourselves before you, we pray for the repentance of those lack of action. All of us. And equally, Father, we pray for the strength the clarity, the wisdom, and the warrior spirit to stand up against this evil and to put an end to it. There is one thing that stops all evil in this world, Lord, and it is protecting the little ones, taking away the opportunity for the evil to steal their innocence, to destroy and mar their souls. It's the cause of wars to cover their action. It's the cause of all the things that they do to put stress on the people so that ultimately they can seek and prey upon the innocents. Father, we pray for justice of a brutal sense to bring the sword to this world and to end this. But between now and then, hear us, Father. We stand, we pray for your guidance, we pray for the clarity of our next action, 
be it the sword of the spirit or the sword of steel, lead us. This must end. And Jesus, we hear your words. You gave were clear to us the consequences of harming the little ones. May your words resonate in our hearts to give us strength. Forgive us, Lord. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Not an easy show tonight, I know. But truth is truth. And part of us walking in the true sense of agape love is to put truth before us so that we can hear and our hearts can open and we can find resolve through our prayer with Father God. There's many different tiers of action. Some action is simply engaging to wake people up. That's the most powerful action you can do. And in the process, use it to bring Jesus into people's heart. But it isn't a complacent Jesus. This is an active, table-flipping Jesus we're talking about. This is the warrior Jesus. Bring that warrior Jesus alive within you. There are others that will take action with posters and with organizing groups, and there are others that will lead even with the sword of steel. Whatever God calls, listen. He led Joshua and his army to destroy an entire city down to every child and donkey. God does not tolerate fools, and he does not tolerate people that destroy innocence. This is a war of the greatest kind. This is the depth of the spiritual war. This is the depth of the war that we fight and must win. So reach into your prayers. Have Father God guide you where he needs you. Whatever that call may be, listen and respond. It's a final note. One of the things that all this also happened, it also happens. One of the most trafficked, one of the most areas of greatest trafficking abuse in child disappearances is where? The reservations. And what was point number five in the message I carried? Heal first and last nations. We need each other. Native Americans have been devastated by the rape and abuse of women, the sexual trafficking of women, and the disappearance and trafficking of children because no one listens and cares. We are one nation under God. And we need to start standing as one nation together to fight and destroy this evil. And I mean what I say, destroy it. It shall not exist ever again. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And this is time now to dig hard into the prayers and listen to where he wants you on this play and this battlefield. In the end, God will always win, but he has us here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. 
we are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you this evening for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, This country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. 
We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. Patriots, just some final thoughts. We begin with prayers on our knees, and we rise with the wisdom of God and the direction to action. God bless.